Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the George Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, G. Today, I'm going to take a look at last night's UFC pay-per-view, UFC 271, and then we'll get into a topic I planned on talking about at some point that has started to come up more frequently lately, and that's missing weight for a fight. I'm mainly going to focus on the UFC, but I'll mention a couple of things from outside the UFC as well as a couple of experiences that I have in my career that had to do with missing weight. Okay, we're going to get straight into the results from last night's UFC, UFC 271. Um, I've got them written down the way that I did my predictions and after a couple of things happened, the UFC switched around the fight order. Um, I'll mention a couple of those as I go through. Uh, the first fight we're going to go over is Jeremiah Wells versus Blood Diamond. Uh, Jeremiah Wells won this fight by submission, rear naked choke, round one. Um, I picked Blood Diamond to win that fight. Uh, the next fight that we're going to mention was Douglas Silva DeAndrage versus Sergey Morozov. This fight was a, a tale of two rounds. The first round, Sergey Morozov came out and he dominated the round. He looked great. And uh, the second round, Silva DeAndrage came out and looked like a totally different fighter and ended up picking up a submission win at three minutes and 24 seconds in round two. Um, I also want to mention that his submission, he was already doing ground and pound and drop back into a rear naked choke i thought that that was going to be a mistake that might cost him uh next is uh aj dobson versus uh, i'm gonna go ahead and mention that i also had that fight wrong i had morozov winning and you know uh, of course sylvie silva deandrage won uh the next fight is aj dobson versus jacob malcoon malcoon picked up a unanimous decision uh this fight uh, the first round, Dobson looked like he was getting the better of, the, of uh, Malcoon, and as Malcoon become more accustomed to the athleticism that Dobson has, you know he was able to uh, grind out a decision. The next fight was Carlos Olberg versus Fabio Charant. This fight was unremarkable to me, but uh, Olberg was able to win by unanimous decision. That's the first fight that I got correct on the night. Uh, the next fight on my list is Alexander Hernandez versus Hanato Moicano. Now, this fight was actually moved to the main card after a couple of things happened that we'll mention here directly. Um, Moicano won this fight by rear naked choke in the second round, minute 23 seconds. The next fight on my list was Mana Martinez versus Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence won this fight via unanimous decision. This is another one that was just uh, unremarkable to me. I I couldn't tell you one instance in this fight that made me think, oh, wow. So the next fight was supposed to have been the first fight on the prelims, and it actually got moved to the first fight of the early prelims. And I'm going to guess that that's probably because of William Knight's weight uh, miss. He missed by 12 pounds. Um, We'll get more into it later on the show, but uh, William Knight versus Maxim Grisham. Uh, Grisham won a unanimous decision. It was another one. The fight wasn't very remarkable. Uh, you know, it was just a, a grinding fight. Uh, 
Uh, the next fight that is on my list was Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. Uh, that fight was scrapped when Perez missed weight and Schnell uh, declined the fight. And we'll talk about it a little bit more um, later in the show. The next fight was Roxanne Matafari versus Casey O'Neill. Um, Casey O'Neill won this fight via split decision. I did pick her to win. Um, I feel like Roxanne was maybe looking to try and get a, uh, a performance bonus or something out of her last fight. Uh, she decided to stand with O'Neill. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, attempts to get the fight to the ground. She had a takedown right at the end of the second round, but you know that was the only real takedown in the entire fight. Uh, the next fight of the night was Andre Arlovsky versus Jared Vandera. Uh, Arlovsky won via split decision. I got that one right, too. Again, um, it wasn't a fight that was very remarkable. Um, neither guy did a ton. Um, I saw a TikTok earlier from Vandera, and uh, he looks pretty beat up, but that doesn't really mean that, you know, he lost the fight going away or anything. Now we get to the main card fights. Um... And the main card started with Bobby Green versus Nazra Hakaparsit. Uh, Bobby Green won a unanimous decision. There's another one. I wasn't super impressed with the fight. It was just unremarkable again to me. Uh, next up was Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Uh, Phillips won with a submission uh, triangle armbar, round three, a minute 48. Um, and the the final sequence, he looked great. He got to mount. Uh, he he jumped onto a triangle from the mount, and you know Rojo started to turn him, and he switched into an armbar, and does a really good transition into that finish. Uh, the next fight was Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. Uh, Brunson looked great in the first round. Uh, I was almost certain that you know he was going to win it going away. And Cannoneer came out in the second round, uh, clipped him, and then got a TKO victory 429 of the second round. I got that one wrong also. Uh, the next fight was a co-main event. It was Derek Lewis versus Ty Tuovasa. Uh, I didn't see this happening at all, but in the second round, Tuovasa got Lewis against the cage, hit him with an elbow in the temple, and rendered Lewis unconscious. So Tuovasa won via KO in the second round at 1 minute and 40 seconds. Uh, the main event, I had it scored completely different than the judges. And it's probably why I'm not a judge. But it was Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. And Adesanya won a unanimous decision. Um, I feel like he didn't do a ton in the fight. I feel like Whitaker was able to do um, a lot more when it comes to aggression. He had takedown attempts. He was definitely the more aggressive fighter. And that doesn't mean that he uh, you know, should have scored for that. But at the same time, in my eyes, that's what scores a fight. And you know he should have won in my eyes. But you got to beat a champ to take his belt. So the winner of that fight was Israel Adesanya. The performance bonuses for last night's UFC were the were given to Jared Cannonier and his TKO of Derek Brunson, uh, Ty Tuovasa and his knockout 
of Derek Lewis. And then they gave the fight of the night to Douglas D. Silva Andrage, or Silva D. Andrage, and uh, Sergey Morozov, which really was probably the best fight of the night. Exciting back and forth, tail of two rounds type of deal. And now we're going to start looking at, you know, missing weight in the UFC. Um, we'll start with some of the things that have happened recently. Most notably, William Knight's miss uh, for last night's UFC 271. Um, it broke a record for the most weight missed by. Um, his fight was at 205 pounds. So he could have weighed with a pound allowance, 206. And he come in at 218 pounds. Um, you know, when I started to look into it, I found that, you know, he took this fight January 28th. So he took it on two weeks notice before the weigh-in. Uh, the original opponent of Maxim Grisham was supposed to have been Ed Herman. Uh, Herman pulled out for an unknown reason. But, uh, when, you know, somebody takes this fight on short notice, you almost have to think that they're already in shape and they're already, um, prepared for a fight. You know, better to stay ready than to have to get ready. Uh, William Knight had to forfeit 40% of his purse. I haven't seen anything about the uh, listed purses for the fight. Um, he then lost the unanimous decision to Maxim Grisham, and he didn't look like he was in shape at all, and the fight was just lackluster in my eyes. Um, the other guy that missed weight for last night, Alex Perez, it was a 125-pound flyweight fight, and he weighed in at 128, and he was supposed to have fought Matt Schnell. Um, Schnell declined to, to fight him after he missed weight. Um, that's the fourth time a fight between those two had been canceled, including in December when Perez missed weight again, and then um, I believe he made weight on a second attempt. But then Schnell was deemed uh, out with a medical issue. Uh, before William Knight's issues there this week, the previous record for the farthest off from weight someone had been at a weigh-in was Rafael Alves. And that would have been, um, he weighed in 147.5 for a 135-pound bantamweight fight. Um, before that one, you know, uh, it was probably Anthony Johnson missing that would have been the next highest, and he missed by 11 pounds of fight for Vitor Belfort. And we'll mention it a bit more later. Um, last week, Julian Arosa, he beat uh, Steven Peterson in a fight via split decision, split decision, and Peterson missed weight for the second fight in a row for that fight. Um, he came in at... 149 for a, for a featherweight fight at 145. So I think uh, Arosa got 40% of Peterson's uh, purse. And then that fight was also declared fight of the night. And Arosa was awarded the entire $100,000 fight of the night, night bonus. So, you know, that really was good for Arosa to have kept, you know, to have went ahead and fought him. Maybe that should have been something that Schnell thought about and actually fought that Perez guy this week. When I started researching, uh, you know, missing weight in the UFC, I thought I knew who it was that had missed weight the most times, and I was actually incorrect. 
I thought it was Kevin Gastelum, and we'll go over him here in a minute. But the most times missed in the UFC actually was John Lineker. And it looks like he missed weight five times total. Uh, the first time he missed weight, he was given a catch weight fight uh, so that he wouldn't miss weight. And then he missed three more times at flyweight from 2013 to 2014. And then he was moved up to bantamweight where he missed that weight for a fight against John Dodson also. Um, it looks like Lineker has since, since then parted ways with the UFC and now he is one of the top bantamweights with one championship um, where it doesn't look like he has any problems with making weight at this time. Now again, like I said, I thought Kevin Gashlin had the record for the most time missing weight. But I think really what happened with him is that his were just put out there quite a bit. Um, you know, he won the Ultimate Fighter 17 at 185 pounds after he won the Ultimate Fighter. He announced that he was going to drop to 170 pounds for his uh, UFC career. Uh, he made weight the first two times they fought at 170. And then his first miss was against Nico Mosok. And he missed by a pound and three quarters. Uh, he forfeited 20% of his purse. Uh, he then made weight in a fight against Jake Ellenberg. And then that's where he started to get to where uh, people noticed it more because that's whenever he missed weight against Tyron Woodley and he missed by 10 pounds and forfeited 30% of his purse. Um, after that fight, Dana White forced Gashlem to return to 185 pounds and uh, you know made him fight there for a while. It looks like he moved back to 170 and at UFC 205, he missed weight again against uh, Donald Cowboy Serona and the fight was completely scrapped, pulled off the card. Um, then again at UFC 244, there was a little bit of drama for a fight at 185 that he had against Darren Teal. Um, there was video, and when Gashlin gets on the scales... It appears that his elbow is resting on the shoulder of his coach, Rafael Cordero. Um, now, he weighed in 184 pounds for that fight, and the New York Athletic Commission declared that the official weight would not be disturbed and the fight would go on as scheduled. Um, he also, in the video, you can see him wiping him down frantically, and he's completely stripped naked for that weigh-in. And then, uh, you know, Gashlam after that, tweeted out about the possible fraud in his way and that it was fake news. Um, I guess we could also mention that the, the most notable female weight misses or weight misser has been Mackenzie Dern, but she only missed weight once in the UFC. And that was uh, at straw weight, 115 pounds. Uh, it was her second fight and she missed by seven pounds at UFC 224. Now, before she got to the UFC, she missed weight twice once at Legacy FC 61, she missed by 2.8 pounds. And then again in her next fight at LFA 6. Um, it looks like since then, and she even says it, that she's hit her groove and has been making weight. Um, it looks like the last three fights she's made weight. Uh, it's also a point to note that uh, 
per BJJ Heroes, uh, she competed at 125 pounds whenever she competed Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that was, you know, 14 pounds heavier than what she has fought mixed martial arts at. No look at the uh, weight misses in the UFC with, would be complete without looking at, you know, maybe a list of the five worst weight misses in the UFC. Um, number five in the worst weight misses in the UFC was Charles Oliveira, the current lightweight champion. Um, November 5th, 2016, he missed weight by nine pounds for a fight against Ricardo Lemus. He lost that fight by second round submission. Uh, the fourth worst weight loss miss, according to the UFC itself, is Kevin Gashlin whenever he fought Tyron Woodley, and we mentioned earlier uh, that fight happened uh, January 31st, 2015. Um, he lost a decision, and he missed weight by nine pounds. The third worst was uh, Anthony Johnson for a fight versus Vitor Belfort. Uh, that was on January 14, 2012. He missed weight by 11 pounds. Uh, he lost by a first-round submission. And we'll also go ahead and mention that this fight had already had its weight class changed uh, at least once. I believe it was originally scheduled to be a 185-pound fight. And then because of Johnson's weight misses, um, he uh, they ended up fighting heavier. And he still missed weight for the fight. Um, the second worst is, of course, Rafael Alves from last year, February 20th, 2001, for a fight versus Pat Sabatini. Um, this is the first fight out of these worst weight loss or weight misses that the fight was actually canceled and didn't happen. Um, Alves used food poisoning as an excuse for missing weight by 11 and a half pounds. Um, I don't know of anyone that gains weight whenever they have food poisoning. Usually, you're, you're, you, know, you're, you can shit through a screen door, so you're not going to gain a ton of weight whenever you have food poisoning, but I guess it is what it is there. And then, of course, the, the, the highest miss on weight is from last night. It's William Knight, 12 pounds for a fight versus Maxim Grisham, and he lost a unanimous decision. And while I was doing my research for this, you know, I found a couple of crazy weight misses uh, from outside the UFC. One of them is by someone who should be known to at least fans that have been around the game for a while, and that is by Jason Mayhem Miller. Um, you know, uh, Mayhem Miller in and of himself could be a his uh, the crazy shit that surrounds him could be a complete episode of a podcast by itself. Um, you know, from bully beat down to troubles with the law to all the craziness in his career. But, uh, you know, this happened outside the UFC at um, a fight for a company called Venator FC. Um, he was supposed to have fought at 185 pounds versus someone named Luke Barnett. When he stepped on the scales, he was 24 pounds over that limit. At 200 and it says 207 on here, but my math says that's 209 pounds. Um, his fight was moved to 205 versus Mata Shrolin. I can't read my own writing sometimes, guys, on my, my notes. 
Um, and of course, you know, since he actually was officially over that, he missed that weight as well. And, uh, Mayhem lost that fight via submission. Um, the other one that I was able to find that was an incredible miss was by a gentleman named Aaron Cobb. And it was a legacy fighting championship show versus UFC veteran Gerald Harris. The fight was supposed to be contested at 170 pounds. And, uh, Cobb weighed in at 224 pounds. Uh, they, of course, turned the fight into a heavyweight fight. Now, Harris had to eat, drink tons, wear clothes, and he likely had some uh, weights in his pockets to be 208 pounds for the to make heavyweight. Um, now, some of these state athletic commissions, they will not allow you to just fight if, if, if you're not within a certain range of weight from another person or if you're not in the uh the actual weight class uh harris went on to win that fight via a knockout uh with a slam in the first round um so there's just a couple crazy ones i can't believe that someone missed by 54 pounds and mayhem you know uh his mental stability has been brought into question a ton over the years, so I'm not surprised at him missing weight by 24 pounds. In my career, I had a couple of times where, uh, you know, weight missing was an issue. Uh, the first time was in October of 2009. My my camp, my, my manager, everyone thought, you know, I could fight at 170 pounds. And uh, on the way there, they wanted me to fight a, a catch weight at 175. And this was my pro debut. It happened at the uh, ICF Fight Club in Cincinnati, Ohio. Really cool venue. Again, I'm going to get more into that whenever I do an episode on my career. And I don't want to sound like a broken record mentioning the same things over and over again, episode after episode. Um, you know, I, I did everything that I thought was correct my my nutrition was probably pretty awful for the most part in my career um i did a lot of weight cuts with saunas um i got to 176 for this fight and my body just said no more um and that's a theme with both of these 176 and my body said no um this one doesn't officially view or officially say anything about me missing weight they had Robert Howard come in, uh, drink a bunch of water, and get his weight above 170 pounds. In the state of Ohio, you have to be within five pounds of an, each other for a fight to to be uh, official. So they got him to uh, 171 pounds in his clothes and with uh, enough water, and the fight went on, and I armbarred him in the first round. Uh, the second time was in June of the next year. It was for a fight with Keith Cunnigan. Everything looked great. I felt great. My camp was good. Um, you know, I was running to school, and then I was getting my training in at, at a gym called Son of Siam. Um, you know, and, and the day before weigh-ins, I'm 179 for a 175-pound catch weight. Um I go home after training and I drink a little water and, you know, I lay down and I'm, I'm preparing myself for, for the sauna day the next day. 
and I wake up and I step on the scales and my scales say something like 188 pounds. I, I know it's impossible to gain nine pounds overnight. My best recollection is that I must have slept, walked, and ate everything in the house that night. I, I don't have an answer other than maybe the scales the night before were off, but I hadn't seen weight that high in weeks during that cut. Um, the cut was really bad. Uh, my body started to shut down. I couldn't hardly talk. My voice changed to where it sounded real, real, real nasally. Um, you know, they got me on the scales barely at 176 pounds. They forfeited, uh, I think I lost 35 or 40 percent of my uh, purse to Cunningham that night. And sadly, that's a, it's a big chunk whenever you're fighting on a regional scene. And uh, anybody that's fought before can tell you, you know, at the regional scene, unless you're fighting a guy that's fought for the UFC or has a huge name, you're not getting paid dick for that fight to start with. Um, so that fight, I can remember getting under the lights. And again, you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about these fights because, uh, you know, I'm going to do an episode on my career and I'm going to hit on them all pretty solid then. But, uh, you know, I get in the cage and this, the lights that they had above the cage just felt so hot to me. And as soon as I come out of my corner, I was instantly drained. And uh, I got TKO'd off a flying knee. I'll go more in-depth into it, you know, uh, whenever I do an episode on my career. You know, I, I view missing weight as being unprofessional. Um, you know, as a fighter, as a professional fighter especially, you have two responsibilities to uh, the promoter that you're fighting for. And that's one, to come in on weight, and two, to come in prepared to fight. And they kind of go hand in hand. You know, if you're preparing yourself to fight and you're doing all the things in the gym that you're supposed to be doing to get ready, typically your weight's shredding off of you and, and you're getting that taken care of, whether you have, you know, the... Uh, nutritionists and things that help you or if you do it all yourself like I always did uh, I'll admit that the two times that you know I struggled with weight that that was unprofessional of me and after the second one I never again attempted to fight that low I can make 185 pounds super simple and that's as low as I went after that um, typically after that I fought mostly at 205 and heavyweight but, um, you know, it, it just, uh, it burns me up when these guys do that. Um, you know, I, I think it was great that last week that Julian Arosa not only got 40% of Steven Peterson's uh, purse, but he was also awarded the entire fight of the night bonus. You know, that guy did what he was supposed to do as a professional. He made weight, so he gets to, you know, essentially reap the benefits of that with an extra hundred grand in his bank. That's awesome to me. Um, you know, that the guy last night, William Knight, uh, he missed weight by 12 pounds at 205. Man, t 12 pounds over 200, when you're over 200 pounds is only like 5% of your body weight. You should be able to drop that 
if you're in you know any sort of shape i can't imagine what his weight had to have started at and he took that fight on two weeks notice he should have known from the get-go that there was no way in hell he was going to make weight and they should have either allowed that fight to be at heavyweight to start with or he shouldn't have took the fight i mean you know essentially are you just fighting for a check and then whenever you're fighting for a check, are you really wanting to fight for 40% less of your check than what you would get if you, you know, took your responsibilities and, and took care of the things you're supposed to? It's just uh, crazy to me. Um, and then on top of it, you know, William Knight was not in shape. No one can, um, no one could disagree with that. If they looked at the way he looked last night, he was soft. He wasn't in shape. He definitely hadn't been training as if and, and training to stay ready to fight and that's where a lot of this comes down to you know um you know, I don't fight anymore I'm retired but I definitely look at every day as an opportunity to train as if and to stay ready uh for nothing more than competition and if somebody should do something crazy to me or my family on the street I'm ready and prepared to uh, defend myself and, of course, you know, my family. Um, you know, guys, that's really about all I have for today. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying the, the little bit that they've gotten from me so far. Uh, make sure you give me those five-star reviews if you want to, if you think it's cool, whatever. Um, I'll try and get another episode in maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. And we'll go from there and see how often and how much uh, content I can come up with. Thanks, guys. Peace.